going on, family? Happy Tuesday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. I hope that this day is off to a fantastic start for you and that you've been basking in the glow and the overflow of really a resurgence of pro wrestling. This last week has been nothing short of phenomenal in the world of pro wrestling. And we're going to dig into Monday Night Raw, its happenings, and we might start touching on our thoughts on the pandemic era of wrestling during this episode. As always, thank you for your continued support of The Faction, whether that be on the socials at The Faction Show or right here by subscribing to our podcast. We absolutely appreciate your continued support of what we are doing. With that said, let's just dive in, shall we? Because there's a lot to unpack from certainly Money in the Bank and Monday Night Raw. Now, we gave you our rundown of Money in the Bank on yesterday's episode, so if you missed that, by all means go back and check it out because the way the wrestling world is moving things are moving very fast let's just start and say this a lot happened on monday night raw last night and we are going to give some spoilers so if you've not watched raw and you're not trying to get spoilers go ahead you know what to do press the pause button and then return because you'll want to hear this analysis afterwards if you don't care if you've already watched raw or if you've been on the socials then let's go ahead and have a conversation. The first thing I want to say is this. Monday Night Raw last night from Dallas, Texas felt electric. It felt like we went into a time warp. Believe it or not, it had only been, and I say only as if this was a short period of time, but it's been 16 months since there's been a live crowd at a Monday Night Raw. And if we're honest, during this entire period, Monday Night Raw has moved from being the A show to arguably being the C show, following, of course, NXT and SmackDown. We're not even counting right now NXT UK, 205 Live, or any other ancillary show that WWE may have. Monday Night Raw certainly had lost its former glory. But I feel like last night with the return of the crowd, the return of everything, it just felt like what Monday Night Raw had always been. And I'm certain that the ratings will reflect that once they come in a little bit later today. And we'll tell you about those tomorrow. But with that said, Monday Night Raw last night was pretty amazing to say the least. So let's talk about the big ticket items coming from Monday Night Raw. One of which is Keith Lee. We've been wondering where Keith Lee is, what Keith Lee has been doing. We've been hearing all sorts of things about health issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if you've got health issues, the last thing you want to do is answer the open challenge against this new version of Bobby Lashley, who is a complete monster. And so we got somewhat of a dream match last night, completely unadvertised. Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley, which was at one point mentioned for the WWE Championship, but then we came back from break and all of a sudden it was a number one contenders match. So that's a detail. I won't spend a whole lot of time on that. I will say it was good to see Keith Lee back in the ring. Honestly, I wish Keith Lee had come back in another match against almost anybody else because nobody expected Keith Lee, as great as he is, to win this match against this version of Bobby 
Bobby Lashley, an incredibly dominant WWE champion. Bobby Lashley wins. I don't know what happens with Keith Lee right now. I don't know if Keith Lee is fully healthy, but it was certainly good to see Keith Lee back in a ring for WWE Raw. Other big news from last night, of course, following that match, we hear Goldberg's music pop off and Goldberg is coming to challenge Bobby Lashley. Now, let me just speak on this for a second. First and foremost, the rumors had been out there that Goldberg was returning to challenge a champion. Would it be Roman Reigns? Would it be Bobby Lashley? I understand what's happening here, and what's happening here to me is pretty clear. I believe Vince McMahon is using an old formula to accomplish some fairly new things. Now, the old thing that he's trying to accomplish is obviously to fill up the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. We have to acknowledge the fact that this SummerSlam is going to be bigger than this year's WrestleMania. And one of the biggest reasons why is they're able to go back to full capacity in terms of fans. So if you think about it, the optics from last night alone looked like a WrestleMania with over you know 12,000 people or so inside of an arena, which these days, because we've only seen the Thunderdome in the last 16 months, that image looks massive. So you can imagine how much larger SummerSlam is going to look this year when you can crowd in about 70,000 people in for SummerSlam. It may be even larger than that before the numbers are done. With that being said, he's using Goldberg to absolutely lure fans in. He's using John Cena to bring you know fans in for a match that I think many of us really want to see, Roman Reigns and John Cena. And I'll talk about Cena's appearance on Raw in just a few minutes. But here's my take on it very quick. Goldberg versus Lashley for the WWE Championship. Prior to 2021, I would have been very nervous about this because when Goldberg comes back, championships change hands. However, let's hearken back to Royal Rumble 2021. Earlier this year, Goldberg made a comeback to challenge for the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre, and Drew McIntyre, beat Goldberg, and a lot of us breathe a great sigh of relief. Let me just tell you now, that gives me hope, but what also gives me hope is this. Goldberg has not faced as dominant of a champion as Bobby Lashley, and I'm sure somebody somewhere is going, wait, 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 wait. Remember Brock Lesnar? Well, yes, I do remember Brock Lesnar, and I do remember how all of that went down, but what I also remember is at that event, which was Survivor Series, Brock Lesnar was not holding a championship. Brock Lesnar was just Brock Lesnar, and he didn't need to hold a championship because Brock Lesnar was going to simply be Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, of course, loses in 86 seconds. The world is shocked. That's not going to happen at SummerSlam. I honestly think Bobby Lashley is going to take Goldberg out to pasture like old Yeller and get rid of him once and for all. Now, here's what's really interesting to me about this match. We don't realize, because of the great shape that Bobby Lashley is in, that Lashley just turned 45 years old. He had a birthday last week, and so the WWE Champion is 45. In some circles, that's considered to be old. 
But however, he is by no means old. He is in the best shape of his career, facing a Goldberg who, again, is not regularly wrestling. We've seen from documentaries what Goldberg has to put himself through to get back into ring shape. Honestly, Goldberg looks as old as he's ever been. Well, that's because he is as old as he's ever been. And this isn't the Bill Goldberg of 1997, 1998, who ran roughshod through WCW. It's not the Goldberg who ran rough shot through WWE when he came in in 2003 and 2004. This isn't that. This isn't even the same Goldberg who managed to get up enough chutzpah to take on Brock Lesnar at the Survivor Series. I don't think we've seen this version of Bill Goldberg, and I think he's going to be significantly hurt if you saw what he did to Kofi Kingston on Sunday. Listen, Bobby Lashley is on a completely different level right now, and I think he has something to prove. He wants to prove to the world that Goldberg, you're not going to come in and create havoc on this scenario in terms of his WWE championship reign. So already I'm giving you a SummerSlam prediction. I don't think it's going to be a long match at all. I think Lashley is going to absolutely wipe the floor up with Bill Goldberg. With that said, Monday Night Raw began with John Cena. It's going to be an absolutely stellar night with two big title matches and the most unpredictable show in all of independent wrestling. Come on, somebody stop this. Being the monster they thought they wanted. That's right. Monday Night Raw began with John Cena. And for those of you who are asking, wait, I thought Cena was a SmackDown guy. Cena is a SmackDown guy, and he will be on SmackDown this Friday. But if you want to start Monday Night Raw off hot with a live crowd, the first live crowd they've had in 16 months, on the heels of what everybody had been talking about with John Cena's return to WWE at Money in the Bank, of course you put him on Monday Night Raw. Another brilliant move, another strategic move. It's going to have eyes on the product. And I believe that was the case. And Cena was in great form. And the moment between Cena and Riddle, bro, bro. Yeah, it was great. It was absolutely great. So I have to tell you, top to bottom, I felt like last night's episode of Monday Night Raw felt like the resurgence that Monday Night Raw has so desperately needed and I mean all the way across the board all of the matches were fire and fantastic before we get to the women's title match I do want to talk about this because as I was watching this I had a lot of thoughts developing about the NXT champion Karrion Cross debuting on Monday Night Raw Part of me feels like that could have and perhaps should have been a surprise, but the surprise came in the match. He took on Jeff Hardy and he lost. So a couple of thoughts. First and foremost, if you're going to bring Karrion Cross into Monday Night Raw, a big part of who Karrion Cross is, is that incredible entrance with Scarlett Bordeaux. Where was Scarlett? Why was she not on Monday Night Raw with him? And if he's coming to Monday Night Raw without Scarlett, that's problematic for me. Secondly, you did not have the amazing entry that you had on NXT. I don't understand that. 
Thirdly, you have Karrion Cross, who is the undefeated, indestructible NXT champion, losing to, of all people, Jeff Hardy. So the first loss comes on Monday Night Raw. You can't hide that from NXT because you've got a larger audience on Monday Night Raw than on NXT. It doesn't make the NXT champion look good. It doesn't make the NXT title look good. And I don't know what this is doing for Karrion Cross. Now, if you remember when Kevin Owens came over as the NXT champion and spent several months there, his first attack and moment on Monday Night Raw was answering the open challenge of John Cena for the U.S. championship. He then would go on in what was a crazy match at a pay-per-view and beat John Cena in his first WWE match. Great way to build in the NXT champion. I don't know if I agree with the way that Karrion Cross is being brought into Monday Night Raw, but I think it's certainly going to make things interesting for NXT. It says to me that the writing is on the wall, that Karrion Cross can't last as the NXT champion much longer and can't spend a lot of time in NXT. Now, what will the continuity be? So, for instance, I ask that because on SmackDown, when Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart showed up there literally two weeks ago, their NXT contracts were ultimately null and void, and they showed up with SmackDown grabbing their contracts as they are now part of the SmackDown roster. What will be the case for Karrion Cross? I don't know. Obviously, we'll have to watch NXT tonight to find out, but let me tell you something. This is an interesting story, and I don't know if Karrion Cross is being shot in the foot before he ever gets started. I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen with that, and of course, we'll find out more tonight on NXT. Now then to the way Monday Night Raw ended with a women's title match, the rematch between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. I've got to tell you, there were a lot of ways that I thought this could potentially go, but it certainly did not go the way I thought it would go. A DQ victory for Rhea Ripley, I understand it. It makes sense. Then they had the little battle afterwards, which also makes sense for their story. But then a Money in the Bank cash-in for Nikki A.S.H., Nikki Ash, Nikki Almost a Superhero, Nikki Cross is the new Raw Women's Champion. Now, if you heard yesterday's episode, you heard me say I had no clue when Nikki Ash would go ahead and cash-in the Money in the Bank. Would she actually cash it in on Charlotte Flair? I didn't see that coming anytime soon. And while everybody's chanting for Becky, here comes Nikki to win the championship and give us another amazing cash in, allowing the women's cash ins to be at 100 percent. So this does a couple of things. First of all, it throws away the idea that Nikki might cash in on Bianca Belair. Her beating Charlotte is pretty major. It also gives another very short title reign to Charlotte Flair. If you remember, Charlotte Flair lost the SmackDown Women's Championship via a cash-in, and that being the cash-in from Carmella, the very first Money in the Bank contract winner. 
So this is all very interesting. And I think much like her father, Ric Flair, once you start getting into the multiple title reigns, sometimes things aren't measured by the length of the title reign as much as the quantity of the title reign. Or let me say it this way. Your greatness isn't necessarily measured by the quality of your reign as much as it is the quantity of your reign. So we can now call her an 11 time world champion or maybe a 13 time world champion if you count NXT's women's title reigns of which she had two. So this is interesting to me. It's very interesting to me. I don't know what's going to happen from this, but I like it. I like it. So in terms of Monday Night Raw, I thought it was incredible from start to finish. The live crowd made the difference. These wrestlers are really coming in hot, which I absolutely love. We've got stories to pay attention to. We've got new faces showing up. We've got things that are making this very, very interesting. So kudos to WWE and Monday Night Raw. So with that said, I'm going to give you a very quick moment. I gave you a small sneak peek of my thoughts on the pandemic era yesterday. I'm going to do a small one just looking at the time because I want to make sure we are consistent with our time frames with these podcasts. But I want to say this. I argue, and I said it yesterday, I'm going to say it again today, the pandemic era may have been the best thing for the sport that we've ever seen. I've always advocated that there needed to be an off-season for wrestlers, and while this was not an off-season for AEW, WWE, or any of the other major promotions, what it did prove to do was it ended up being a reset because you didn't have the fans present it gave the fans the opportunity to have something new to appreciate and so for those fans who stuck through the pandemic era of the sport this is the reward and everybody is handing out rewards aew impact ring of honor wwe new japan independent wrestling everybody's handing out rewards for the fans sticking through the pandemic era and i think it is absolutely fantastic it was worth being away from the in-ring physical product for fans to be able to come back and to have them louder than ever to have them receive this as well as they have now i don't know if it's changed the thought process of the internet fan because the internet wrestling fan is always a unique fan but in terms of the live audience it rejuvenated wwe it rejuvenated aew it rejuvenated impact all of them are playing in front of live and packed houses now which was not the case pre-pandemic so more on this next time i'm sure but i'm kind of giving you just some passing thoughts on the pandemic era of wrestling, I'm gonna say that I think the effects of it are way better than many will give it credit for. All right, I'm gonna get out of here. I wanna get your thoughts on last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. So hit me up and let us know at The Faction Show. And if you're listening to this before 1.30 p.m. Eastern today, do me a favor and join me as I'm gonna be a special guest with my good buddies from Black Wrestling Alliance as we'll be doing some cool things on their IG page, a whole show today at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 12.30 p.m. Central 
Central, and you can do kind of the time conversion wherever else you are. So I hope you get to check that on our IG Live. If you're listening afterwards, you can always go back and check it out on IGTV, and I believe that'll be under Black Wrestling Alliance. So with that said, we're going to get out of here. Have an absolutely amazing Tuesday. Remember, tonight, NXT is going to be live, and it should be incredible. We'll see the fallout from Karrion Cross and, of course, Samoa Joe. And what is Karrion Cross's future in NXT since he debuted on Monday Night Raw last night? I can't wait to see where that goes, but we'll find out tonight on NXT. Until then, family, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, I'm GB, Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. Have a great day.